Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Wild Wild Quest. I am your host, Outlaw Quells. Thank you for being here and listening, as always. Hope everyone is having a great time in life, and if you're not, keep pushing. Um, My energy levels have been slipping in and out lately. Uh, I've been struggling to record any episodes. I don't know why. It's just, it's felt a little daunting lately. So I tried this afternoon and it was going terribly. Um, But all of a sudden I showed up to work an hour early on accident thinking I was late. And I found myself with a little burst of energy and an hour to spare. So I'm going to try to crush this out. (laughs) while I'm sitting here in my car waiting. Um, Before I get started, let's do some gratitude. I don't have any of my notes with me either, by the way, so I'm gonna spitball this (laughs) the best I can. The episode that I was like, I want to do a good job. (laughs) Well, my energy has been lacking, and every time I go to record, I'm tripping over my words, and I'm feeling like all this unnecessary pressure I'm putting on myself. I don't know why. So I'm trying to break through that whole little... barrier right now. Anyway, so gratitude. I am grateful for rain because it's good, Um, even though it's been raining a lot and it probably will continue for a little bit because spring, that's okay. Rain is cool. We need it. So come on, let's rain. Um, (laughs) That was weird. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, come on, let's rain. (laughs) Okay, goofy. Moving on. Um, Also grateful for my 2003 Honda Civic named Ceviche. She's a great car, and I really love her. She has gotten me all the places I need to go over the last uh, 11 months, and she's been amazing. And she needs an oil change soon. (laughs) And I'm also grateful that I have easy access to oil changes, because, wow, that would be terrible if I didn't. Could you imagine having to change your own oil all the time? (laughs) If you're a high-mileage driver, oh my goodness. I would just, I don't know, it would take me, it would take me a few hours to change my own oil, for sure. That would not be fun. So yeah, grateful for that, and, um, caffeine. (laughs) Yeah, really grateful for caffeine, it's a, it's great, (laughs) really helpful stuff. Anyway, so, um, let's see, I wanted to talk mostly about the legal marijuana industry but as i've stated i don't have my notes and i feel like i'm missing something oh pennsylvania welcome to the podcast uh i saw you pop up last week on the analytics i haven't checked them yet this week but i believe we're at 13 states and 41 cities pretty dope really loving that super awesome um Oh, uh, I'm 31 now, just to update everybody. So, yeah, I am, I'm vastly more mature than I was last episode. I don't know if you can tell, uh, <laughs> if it's showing, probably not, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 31 now, so I am a year into being 30, and it's been really fun, it's been really great, I'm super loving it, 30 is, uh, 30's awesome. And I'm really looking forward to this year because now I'm doing things like, I don't know, even more adulty than I've ever been. 
I'm like, I made a budget. Well, kind of. I started. I started making a budget. And I'm learning about it. And, um, yeah. I mean, just... I'm I'm still kind of shocked with the whole... I don't know. The scheduling. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, I care about my finances. What? <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. And I, I'm enjoying it. And uh, I'm seeing the value in it. So... I'm going to continue on that path for now. Uh, I'm also trying some other new stuff out where I am cutting out a lot of things that I did not anticipate being ready to cut out at this point, but I'm rolling with it and it feels right, so I'm doing it. And I think that's partially why my energy levels have been a little lacking. Um, The last few days especially, I just feel a little bit like drained and kind of tired and like going through some weird little internal changes so it's like I don't know I'm just adjusting I guess and recalibrating with all of that so with that being said um I guess there's uh oh yeah one one more little (laughs) side note wait what was it I just keep procrastinating on this episode. I don't know why I'm like struggling to get this out I keep looking for any distraction I can to use as an excuse to not record this episode and I don't know what my problem is like just sit down and focus and do it but my brain is just like no (laughs) Uh, every time I sit down to try I'm like I can't speak all this crazy stuff and it's like I think I put a little too much pressure on myself with this one for some reason um so whatever I'm just gonna go off the cuff and wing it and roll with that let's see if it works um so legal marijuana industry Everybody's obviously excited about the idea of federally legalizing it, you know, um, of course, we've been pushing for this for a while, so yeah, everybody's excited, duh. I have a little bit of an issue with it, and not because I don't want it to be illegal, but because I don't like some of the things that are coming with the legalization of it, and what I mean by that is financial gain is mostly held in the corporate realm right now as far as the legal marijuana industry goes and i just see how it's becoming another facet for conglomeration corporate greed more capitalism and it's like this is one thing that i don't think should be in that territory i mean I think a lot of things shouldn't be in that territory, but like this is one of the few things that doesn't have to go that to that extreme yet. You know, it can still be shifted, and I mean, at the rate we're we're going now, it's it's just perpetuating. Everything's perpetuating. So what I mean is, um, <clears throat> let's let's look at the the sales of the legal marijuana industry. So in twenty twenty. We had the pandemic and we had the shutdown and it boosted sales of legal marijuana like a lot. And also during the shutdown, because it wasn't federally recognized as legal, a lot of the big business in the medical or I'm sorry, the legal marijuana industry could not reap the benefits of like, you know, the um, government funding and aid and stuff that a lot of corporations were getting and whatnot for their employees and everything. And, uh, so 
there's this company, Acreage Holdings. It's a shareholding company, and it's the biggest uh, marijuana company in the industry. It has a presence in 20 states, and it's still growing. And the board of this company is this man, John Boehner, who I'll get into later. Um, Another political figure named Will... I'm sorry, uh, I can't remember his last name. I'll skip him. Uh, former Prime Minister of Canada, some guy who like helped co-found IBM. Like, it's just already um, people with money and power, and it's like, okay, cool. They're all on the board of this giant marijuana company, which is basically like I don't know. I get like kind of Monsanto-y vibes, or like. Apple as it stands now, what is it started as kind of vibes from this company, Acreage Holdings. If you look into them a little bit, it's a little interesting. And like I said, the the sales in 2020 were, were boosted from the pandemic. And at the end of the year, they were projected to be around like 21, 22 billion, I think. Fast forward now to 2022, the net worth of the legal marijuana industry is projected to be at about... 35 billion now that's a lot of money and that is rapid growth like that's that's huge money to be made so of course these you know powerful people with money you're gonna see that and jump on and be like yeah of course we want to play in this game like there's tons of money to be made duh so in 2016 when we first started legalizing marijuana at state levels take a state like california for instance they legalized it and then they were supposed to honor some systems that were put in place to limit the number of licenses uh, a big business could obtain to, you know, further get ahead in the industry. And this was put in place to give small business a leg up, a fighting chance, you know, because in the marijuana industry, you have to have a license for every facet of operation that you're going to partake in so if you want to grow you have to have a license for that and I don't know if it's like this in every state but some states have something called what is it um vertical uh vertical vertical integration (laughs) um which means that if you want to play the game you have to be able to afford all the licensing uh for all of the different departments involved which means you have to be able to grow, uh, uh, what's the word grow. And then, you know, I guess the quality checking of it, processing, uh, distribution and storefront operations and like your employees and everything. You have to be able to do all of that. Not all of the States are like that. I, it used to be like that, but I don't know if it's still the same. So the thing I'm saying is there were these systems put in place meant to stop conglomeration, of large companies and corporations and they have not been upheld the way they're supposed to. So small business still isn't getting ahead. Um, there's still the, the matter of the racism that's been, uh, I mean, all throughout the history of weed in this country. I mean, the war on drugs alone incarcerated, black people at a much higher rate than, uh, white people for drug crimes. And it's just common knowledge. Like I I don't have to sit here and convince most people of that. And if I do, then go read a book or something. Um, 
it's just, it's blatantly obvious. I mean, look at a state like Louisiana where their population is like 64% white and 32 or whatever percent black. And the other is other, uh, races and their incarceration rates are crazy different. And it's like in that state alone, a black person is four times more likely to be incarcerated on a drug charge than a white person. And you can look that statistic up too. Um, so you can't you can't tell me that racism doesn't play a factor here. And there's been damage done to minorities and communities in the process of you know the decriminalization of this substance. And now all of a sudden, what we're just going to legalize it and do nothing in reparations for all the people who face drug charges and still face issues and struggles today where they still have a problem getting jobs because of those charges for something that is now legal. And if you go into a medical marijuana dispensary or even a recreational one and try to get a, a job there as a bud tender or something with a drug charge for selling marijuana in the streets, I mean, it's still hard to get a job. And that's, it seems unfair. So why should these people who are already at the top be benefiting and the people who are trying to get just ahead or even start a business or break in at all still not even benefiting enough? And I mean, another, another state, I think it's Massachusetts, they had a, a equity program put in place when they first legalized. And uh, it was put in place, I believe, in 2017. And the equity program was built and established to... It was intentional to give um, give people of color a leg up, and it was supposed to promote black-owned business. And in three years, the state only managed to get one successful black-owned business up and running, and it wasn't a lack of candidates. It was a lack of uh, services and resources that they still weren't offering access to for a small business owner to need, uh, to get started to like things that they would need and require. So it's, it's doing what it's supposed to and what what it was intended to do, but it's not doing enough and it could be better, you know? So I'm just saying, if we're going to legalize this stuff, then some other things need to be thought of as well. Some things that are going to benefit the right people, and also, I mean, think about this. Do you this, do you really want to just say yes to federal legal weed for the sake of a better consumer user experience? Like what? So you get to go to a store and pay a little bit more of a premium for cool packaging and a higher, you know, uh, state tax as well. And it's like, you're paying top dollar for stuff that you could have been getting in a plastic baggie from the guy, the next town over, you know, and I'm just saying this is, it seems a little too easy, I guess. And I think some discernment and critical thinking could take play, uh, you know, on the, on the public level. And, I just don't think it should be that that quick of a yes from everybody. And the government's good about, you know, throwing an idea out there and making us think like, oh, yeah, this is for our benefit, right? (laughs) But who's really benefiting? More corporations? And John Boehner, that guy who's, you know, the second biggest shareholder of Acreage Holdings, he used to be a Senate House speaker. And he just left office seven years ago, and he's not- he was notorious for saying no to the legalization of marijuana. And he's changed his tune. 
Uh, do you think it's because he cares about the damage that's been done to minority races and different communities? No. Even when he was asked about it in an NPR interview, he was like, what are you talking about? I don't think there's any damage that's been done. I mean, it's crazy. And no, it's it wasn't that. It was, oh, hey, look, I can make millions of dollars in a short time frame if I just say yes. So that's all I'm saying. Um, don't get me wrong. I love to... I... I'm an advocate for legal marijuana, but not if it means further damage and further corporate greed and further capitalist destruction and blah, 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 blah. And there's economic and racial issues at hand with this as well. And I just think it's at this point, it's, I don't know, it's messy. And I mean, it's here, so there's nothing, it's not going away, but... I don't know the answers. I'm just saying. Think about it. Um, yeah, it's a rainy day. It's a little gloomy. I hope uh, whatever time and day of the week it is for you, you will move forward with uh, some positive mindset of some sort and you are able to maintain it. And I hope you enjoy your week and I will uh, catch you guys next time and before I go also I just should say I'm gonna cut the expectation of the Tuesdays out because um I think I just I I burped sorry (laughs) because I I want to be more free-flowing with it I think it might work better for me and take a little bit of pressure off because I think that's it's kind of hindering me more than helping me with the structure. Don't get me wrong, structure is important and it's good, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just try a new approach for a little bit and see if this helps. Uh, so with that being said, I will catch you guys at some point next week. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you soon.